0: A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com.
1: What up, 12s? This is Hawk Talk Recap Edition. I'm Michael Bumpus, along with NASA Chobe. The Seahawks beat the Washington football team 20-15. to 15, And like we do every Monday, let's get a different perspective and talk to Big Ray. Let's get in these trenches it's time to go inside the trenches with former Seahawk Ray Roberts Big Ray what's up man ugly win people are criticizing this football team over a win but you played many years in the league a win is a win you'll correct things but you'll you'll take the W
0: hey you know the way I look at it big Mike is that there are no ugly wins every win is beautiful just because it you know it didn't look like the the perfectly painted picture. Uh, doesn't mean that it's not beautiful. So you'll take them at this time of the year. Uh, Any way you can get them, it's kind of like that. You know, the playoffs have kind of started already. So it's kind of like the survive and advance mode. So I'm cool with it. Yep, I'm
1: with you, man. Uh, let's get right into the run game. I mean, Russell had a big run, a 38-yard run. Carlos Hyde had a big run. Chris Carson touched the football. Even Penny got involved. What did you see out of this run game, and what do you think we need to see more of?
0: You know, what I saw is kind of what, uh, what I've been saying all year is that uh, this offense works much better when you have the running game. And so Chris Carson had his, you know, normal 14 attempts and 60, 60 or so yards, and you combine that with uh, the 55 yards from Carlos Hodge, uh, they both, you know, together average probably a little over five yards to carry. And so I think when you do that, it allows the offense to stay on schedule. Uh, it, it also energizes that offensive line, man. Like, they, when you when you get to make a defender so last week I talked a lot about this offense making the defense defend the entire field whereas an offensive lineman you want the defensive lineman to have to play the entire game and so I want to be able to run the ball to make him have to defend the run and I want him and then and then also throw the ball and so so with this team that likes to get after the quarterback I'm telling you big Mike and I said it in the pregame I've never played against a team that had a lot of pass rushers who liked the noise of the running game. And so I think the running game really neutralized that pass rush.
1: I feel that. And speaking of the pass rush, man, this offensive line had a guy missing, had shell missing, got the tackle spot. Cedric filled in for him. Didn't allow a sack against a team who came into this game having 40 sacks. Chase Young with five and a half. Montez Sweat with seven. What was your overall feel of the performance of this offensive line against one of the best D-lines in the league?
0: You know, they did a great job, Mike. And, uh, you know, I just went back. I haven't, like, you know, been able to see the whole 22, but just looking at the the game recap uh, last night, you know, Cedric, to me, played with a lot more confidence. He played with a lot better uh, technique. He seemed like he was more sure of himself about what he was trying to get accomplished on the different run plays or pass plays. He's not the same player as Shell. Shell's more powerful. Uh, uh, Cedric's a little bit more athletic. And so he used his athleticism better in that game. And then, I mean, you can't speak enough for Dwayne Brown. Like, you know, a lot of people are thinking about Chase Young and all the, the hype that has come with him. And, and Dwayne Brown just eased into his position and played the game that he normally plays. The dude is an all-pro, first-team all-pro to me. He's an all-pro dude, all-pro player. And, uh, and it showed even, uh, you know, yesterday, just kind of training the rookie on what it's like to go up against a big dog. And so I thought they did a very good job. Unfortunately, you know, Russell didn't have all the numbers, but a lot of that was like some of the coverage and some of the game plan. Uh, just running to keep them off balance.
1: Let's stay on this offensive line. Mikey Potty went out with a neck injury. Guy's been banged up the last couple of years. Jordan Simmons comes in. Um, how do you think he looked, and how important are these reps for Jordan in the
0: future? You know what? I think the thing that has helped Jordan this year uh, is that they rotated him in from the very beginning. So even when Yopati was healthy, uh, around you know midway through the first quarter, early second quarter, Jordan would come in the game and get you know a couple series. And so I think having him get used to playing on a consistent basis versus having to just come in cold as a backup and, and try to get ready has helped him a lot. He brings a lot more athleticism to the position. Uh, uh, Mike is a much bigger dude. Uh, like just He just takes up more space. But uh, Simmons brings more athleticism, youthfulness, help uh, to it. And he's always been like their type of player, like a real strong mauler, You know, put me into a phone booth, let me fight with a dude type player. And So I've been really impressed. Uh, impressed with his play. Unfortunately, uh, the, the 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 Washington football team made some adjustments in the second half to kind of shut the offense down and apart along with just the way the play calling and the way we're playing the game. Uh, and so they didn't really get to expand the running game the way they wanted to. But I've been really pleased with, uh, with Simmons' play, and then I was super impressed with how Cedric played because even Cedric, you would think they were putting a whole lot of help over there, and a lot of times he was blocking sweat by himself.
1: Let's get to next week, man. You got the Rams coming up. This is for the NFC West championship. Now the last time the Hawks played the Rams, they didn't have Carlos Hyde. They didn't, ha- didn't have Carson or Posey, So they're going to have these guys available. Is that going to be key in winning this football game on Sunday?
0: I think so. Because, you know, we've talked about the last couple weeks is uh, this deep, this offense has to make the defense do things that they don't want to do. So, they they want to get after the, the quarterback. Aaron Donald wants to rush the quarterback. Floyd wants to rush the quarterback. That's kind of what they want to do, and they want to sit back and, and play coverage and, and look for turnovers. I think you have to establish the run game so that they too have to defend everybody. Aaron Donald's going to be a build to to the, 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 the something to deal with no matter what, pass or run. But I think you give your offensive offensive line a better chance at having more success if they're able to run the ball and quite honestly like I'm cool with how they're trying to ease uh you know keep you know Carson to a, a snap count but I think his 14 carries which he's been kind of averaging all year when he's played I think that needs to bump up to maybe 20 or 22 carries this week and get him over that century mark and I think that would really make a difference in the ball game
1: what do you think about Penny how should they use Penny how many touches you think he should get
0: I'm like, uh, Pete, I listened to your uh, your interview with him earlier today, and uh, I just think that, you know, easing a man get his five or ten touches, you know, uh, too bad they couldn't stay ahead of the change when he was in. This week to get a little bit more in the action, but also, like, just getting him out on screens and stuff. He's a fast dude. Like, get him out of space with a few blockers in front of him, let him use that kind of speed, uh, you know, to, to, to make a play that way. But just ease him in, five or ten plays, and then if he if the game dictates a few more than that, then give him a few more than that.
1: The Hawks ran a few more smoke screens this game that we've seen. The last couple of weeks, actually, they ran a few more smoke screens than we're used to seeing. Um, do you like that as, a, as like a, a third option for a run?
0: Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because there's two things I think that I like. One is the, the smoke screens that kind of frustrates the pass rush because they, they, they're, they're trying to get to the quarterback and the balls out of the quarterback's hand before they can even get their hand off the ground. So that helps you know, frustrate that pass rush, slows it down. And the other thing, too, Mike, that should become a consistent part of the run game is the fly sweep. Using Penny Hart or Swain, uh, just make them part of the run game because that, that makes the defensive line and the linebacker slow down just enough that if you're running the zone behind that, you allow those double teams to get established and you allow the guard or the tackle to get up to the second level. And I think if they made that a consistent part, even just using that motion after running it two or three times, uh, running the fly sweep two or three times and did you use that motion, it's enough to make the defense have to, have to hesitate for just a split second that didn't allow those blocks to develop. And so I like the success we've had with the sw- fly sweeps. So even if you just pick five or six yards, it's enough to keep the defense honest.
1: I'm with you. I like the game plan. Let's draw something up, and then we'll send it to Pete on, like, a Wednesday. See if he can put that hey, in we there, right?
0: The, we got the answer, brother. We did, They just need to listen to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Ray, as always, man, appreciate you taking time. I'll talk to you soon, dude.
0: Yes, sir. See you later, Buck. All
1: right. Well, you know what? Now let's bring in NASA Choby and talk about what really happened in this
2: ball game.
0: See what had happened at first. World. What happened was. What had happened was.
2: On Hawk Talk. What had happened was the Seahawks won another football game, go across the country, take on the Washington football team, beat them 20-15, to 15. and here's the deal, man. I love how you brought it up with Ray. You brought it up with Coach on the radio program this morning. There's no side points in the NFL. This isn't the old BCS. This isn't the college football playoff. How much, how good your wins look, how bad your losses look, none of that. In the National no. Football League, it's all about wins, so I don't really care, man. Yes, could the Seahawks have played a cleaner game in some facets of the game? Absolutely, no question about it. Did they play really well in certain aspects? Of course they did, but to me, wins are wins, and nothing is more paints that picture better than what happened to the Los Angeles Rams against mm. the Jets. Everyone had something to say last week. <laughs> well, you only beat them forty-one-three. You're supposed to. Blah 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 blah. This and that. Well, guess what? That's why they play the games bump. Yeah. So can you show it, up? Can't just show up. Can't
1: just say, oh, we're playing the Jets, so it's all good. And you can't you couldn't just say, we're just playing the Washington football team. Because let me remind you, this is probably the top two, three defensive line in the league. Not only do they have Chase Young and Monte Sweat, they got three, four other guys who can get after the quarterback. And I think that's what we saw in this game. The first two and a half quarters, Hawks had things going. They're moving the football. The second quarter, they come out. They drive down the field. Russell has a big run. And you feel like things are going well. But teams adjust and I think that's what we saw with this football team now Chase Young and Montez Sweat didn't have a sack but they were still affecting the pocket and the run game
2: yeah no and, and that's the thing like you mentioned adjustments because the Seahawks were doing from that Carlos Hyde touchdown uh early in the third quarter they kind of had the Seahawks number and uh the Seahawks in that second half uh if you look at their drive tart um they went touchdown then they went punt punt interception punt end of game so they really didn't get much going they had one drive. Um, Where they were driving the ball, they were at least in field goal range, and Russ had that fluky interception Or he's trying to – I think he's trying to throw it to Carson or Hyde or someone on the sideline. Sweat tips it. They make a play. Interception. Really unfortunate. Um, That was kind of the only drive they had going in the second half. But you also got to look at, too, on another series, um, we could have had a first down on a three and out, and the ball went Mm -hmm. through Hyde's hand on the sideline. So – they adjusted, they did some things, but overall, I'm super impressed with uh, what this team was able to do going against the front that we knew was good, that most people who really watched the film knew how good they were and how good this defense was, so I was still impressed the way overall how this offense played.
1: Yep, I'm all right, I'm all right with it, and I'm, I'm even better with how this defense played, man. Mm-hmm. To end the game, once again, Dunlap, this grown man's a grown man. Bench presses him, gets to the quarterback for a sack. Collier had a sack late in the game. Benson Mayoa had a near sack. It's nice to see this defense close teams out because you're going to need this defense to do that. We mentioned earlier, there's no style points in this league. I'll win a game seven to six. We'll correct it afterwards, but if we have one more point than the other team, I will take it. But it's even better to see this defensive line specifically close games out.
2: Well, especially because they they didn't, they had trouble getting to the quarterback for most of the day. It wasn't like they had nineteen sacks and they're getting after yeah. so it was tough throughout the middle, especially in the third quarter. I feel like we were on the field a lot. We were on a fourteen play scoring drive. Then the offense went three and out and they were right back on the field. So they were on the field for the majority of the second half, especially in that fourth quarter. But when the game was on the line, as they've done many times this year, whether it was against the Rams, or excuse me, whether it was against the, uh, the Patriots, whether it was against the Cowboys, whether it was against the Vikings, this team made plays defensively when they absolutely had to. So it's great to see Carlos Dunlap, who's been an unbelievable addition to this football team. Uh, LJ Collier, who's taking a lot of heat, who just keeps getting after it, and Ben So it's great to see those guys get after it in this D-line because we're definitely going to need them down the stretch.
1: Yep, and we can't ignore the things that happen on offense. I think they need to get better on third downs. So they were... Five for twelve on third downs. Meanwhile, the Washington football team ten for seventeen. Nas, so I think if they fix third downs, this offense looks that much better because it's all about keeping drives alive. And when you do that, you do that on third downs. If you're if you're a high if you're completing a high percentage of third downs, that means you're eating up the clock as well. You're taking opportunities away from that other team. Yes, Russell didn't have his greatest day when it comes to stats, but it felt right. It felt like he was doing what he needed to do to win. He was 18 to 27, 121 yards, threw an interception. I feel like that was just a a better play by Montez Sweat. He got his hands up, knocked the ball. Uh, Things are going to happen when you do that. But it's all about the defense. No style points. And we still got some playmakers. Let's see what we got. Touchdown, Seahawks!
2: Playmakers. Well, there's only one place to start, in my opinion, and that's on defense. DJ Reed, my guy, was balling yesterday. Six tackles, three passes defended, got one beautiful interception. And the thing about DJ Reed, obviously, everyone knows the story by now. He got hurt. He was playing for the 49ers. He hurt his pec. John Lynch said, Hey, we don't think you're going to be able to play this year. We're going to cut you. if we can get you back. Uh, he does not clear waivers. John Schneider picks him up after doing some great scouting within the pro personnel department. He comes to this team. Uh, Comes back in his first game against the 49ers, gets a pick, plays well. But I honestly, Bump, I don't know where this football team would be without DJ Reed. The secondary's been banged up all season long. You've had injuries to Quentin Dunbar, Jamal Adams, Diggs. We lost Marquise Blair. Ugo Amadi's been banged up. So there's been so many injuries throughout that secondary. So DJ Reed, and honestly for me, I don't know how you take him out of the starting lineup the way he's playing right now.
1: I'd leave him in there. I know you're paying Dunbar a whole bunch of money, but he's got to earn his spot. DJ, three passes defended, one interception. His interception interception was such a savvy play. He's dropping down to the thirds. His receiver runs a post, passes him off to the safety, sees the crossing route, jumps on the football. I asked Pete earlier, how does he feel about his instincts? He loves his instincts. Okay, some more playmakers. Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. Carson had 15 carries, 63 yards, two receptions for six yards. Hyde had two carries for 55 yards and a touchdown, a great touchdown that we're going to talk about later in the coach's corner. And big ups, Rashad Penny. Rashad got back in the game, first time playing since December 8th, 2019. He had a couple of carries, one, anything special, but he's got to feel the pop of the pass. He's got to get back in the game. Overall, this team rushed for what, 188 rushing yards or something like that? Something like 181, um, I think. Their second highest total of the year. I believe they had 200 once or twice this year but nice to see the run game getting going in all three of the backs we thought we were going to feature this year getting touches
2: oh it's great to see all those guys that's what we thought this running back room was going to look like knowing not knowing when Rashad was going to come back but this is what we signed up for we want to see Chris Carson his hard nose right when he runs the football Carlos Hyde is a great change up and then Penny does things that those guys don't do when he's fully healthy the speed and some of the cuts that he makes so great to see all of them out there balling out and they wouldn't have got all those yards if it wasn't for the men up front, man. Let's talk about this offensive line. Allowed zero sacks for the second game in a row, which is crazy because before last week, there had not been a game where Russell hadn't been sacked. And all we heard about all week was how good the Washington defensive line was, right? And that's not a lie. They're all first-round picks. Yep. They're all incredibly talented football players. The Seahawks did this without starting right tackle Brandon Schell for most of the game. Uh, for the whole game, and then Mikey Potty missed most of the game. So great to see Jordan Simmons step up. Cedric, boy, he step up. And this line is playing one. Well. This that's confidence, and I think, I think they need that, especially once again going up against the Rams. We'll talk so much about the Rams this week, but the offensive line is playing their best football. Uh, anytime Russell stays upright and does get sacked, is a good day in my book. Keep
1: that jersey clean. You want your quarterback walking off the field with no grass stains. Mm-hmm. And he probably had a grass stain because he ran and he slid. But it wasn't from pressure from the defensive line. Big ups to that offensive line. Do what you got to do. Next playmaker, Jamal Adams. All he does is make tackles. Nine tackles, one tackle for loss, one sack, putting him over double digits on the year. Where is he at now? He's at 10 and a half right now? 10 and uh, half something like that, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jamal Adams doing it. And his sack, he was on the other side of the field. He wasn't even supposed to be in that play. He runs the receiver, excuse me, runs the quarterback down. Um, Jamal Adams is a special player, and I think people really need to realize what the Hawks got in this guy. Everyone before the season, not everyone, a lot of people, oh, two first-rounders, that's too much. Do you still feel that way? And If you do, I don't. I need you to take the Seahawks jersey off because well, right? I think it was worth it.
2: No question about it. Here's the thing: go draft somebody. You're not going to draft anyone in the first round this year on defense. It's going to be as impactful as Jamal Adams is for the Seahawks right now. So love it. I love his enthusiasm, his excitement after the game, getting the postseason for the first time that everyone here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, who's been following the team since you know the early 2000s, has been really spoiled with how many times we've been to the postseason. Don't take it for granted. Don't take wins for granted. And it's great to see guys like Jamal and Carlos Dunlap who don't go to the playoffs every year. And for Jamal, it's his first time ever. So we got something special going on over here, and Jamal Adams is a big reason for that defensively. Who else was balling, Nass? It's a wags, you know, a typical Bobby Wagner stat line, 13 13 tackles, one pass defended. I think Bobby does a lot of stuff that doesn't get recognized. Some people might say, oh, well, he's not making all the flash plays he used to. Well, he's doing what they're asking him to do in this defense. They're asking him to make plays, they're asking him to stop the run, they're asking him to do a lot of stuff in coverage that is really hard for a middle linebacker to do. Play sideline to sideline. So Bobby's still doing his thing. And then you go to the defensive line, man. We've been talking about them a little bit, but LJ Collar, Carlos Dunlap, Benson Mayoa, uh, that final drive, sack, sack, and the Mayo would have had a sack, forced a holding penalty, ends of the game. Can't say enough about those boys up front.
1: Boys up front getting it done. B Wax on it. It's crazy how, how if the boys up front ball out, That second level Mm -hmm. balls out. Then that third level can do their thing as well. Hey, it's all correlated, folks. You need all three levels to play well. That's what we've been seeing these past few weeks. All right, let's talk about the receiver room. DK had five for 43 on six targets, and man, had a scary moment. He he went up for a football in the end zone, hyperextended that knee. It's almost like he hyperextended his knee, then his chest almost touched his knee because he (laughs) fell forward. This dude, not only is he swole, He's flexible. So big ups to your yoga trainer, your, your, your personal trainer, whoever you are working with, DK, they got you out of that sticky situation. Right, we got Tyler Lockett, four catches for 34 yards. He needs 80 yards to get 1,000. I almost feel like I want to force this man the ball. Right. I just want him to give his 1,000 yards. Let's make that happen, Pete. All right, Jacob Hollister had two for 17 and a touchdown. His route during his touchdown which is him sitting down and wrote so far in a fastball. He probably shouldn't have got that ball. Honestly, Lockie kind of brought his guy towards him. But mm-hmm. um, when you got a pitcher on the mound tossing heat, you're good. David Moore had two for 10. Carlos Hyde had two for eight. Chris Carson had two for six. Freddie Swain, you only had one, but he keeps popping up on the stat sheet. Freddie, keep doing your thing, baby. All right, now we're going to break down a play on the coach's corner. Carlos Hyde had a 50 yard touchdown run.
0: Giving the ball off to Hyde, and he breaks free inside the 40, down to the 30, he's on the run, 20, 15, 10, he's going to go in, touchdown, Seahawks, Chris Carson loosened him up, and Carlos Hyde makes him pay, as Carlos takes the touchdown in from 50 yards out, and the Seahawks extend their lead on this opening drive of the second half, 19-3, Carlos Hyde, what a run.
1: So the Hawks come out in a big boy formation and got two tight ends to the top of the formation, two receivers down at the bottom. You got Carl, uh, excuse me, Jacob Hollister goes in motion. Now, Jacob Hollister is not known for his blocking, but he delivers a great block here. It looks like a zone concept. What really makes this thing work, I want you to look at the right guard. Right guard is, excuse me, not the right guard, excuse me, the right tackle. Excuse me, a boy, he doubles down on that three-take, gets to the linebacker, cleans that up. Now, Jacob Hollister fires around he he motions to the left side of the formation then when the ball snaps he cuts back to the right and helps oh boy he boom then he hits another guy and the rest is carlos hyde makes a great cut gets his knees up he says look i can make big plays too that's why you brought me here this was a huge play in the game
2: Yeah, dude, I I think you nailed it on the head. I think this is exactly what, when you draw plays up in the run game, this is exactly what Mike Solari does every single week, everyone doing their job. And the thing that I also love about this, too, Russell had a big run earlier in that game, um, and you look at Sweat, who's the left defensive end on the defense's left, He is so enamored with getting sacks. He runs straight upfield with all eyes on Russell, hoping it's a play action where Russell keeps the ball, gets completely out of position because that hole should not be that big, even Mm -hmm. with how good everyone was blocking. Disley does a great job of pushing. uh, I believe that's a corner, linebacker blitz on the outside, outside. And then Carlos Hyde, the thing I love about this is Carlos Hyde almost looks like he's jogging when I watched this live. I was like, (laughs) man, it doesn't look like he's moving. But then I watched the backside corner who's in a full pursuit, and he is hauling. And Carlos Hyde just kind of glides right by him into the end zone. So great to see Carlos Hyde get get you know getting some work into. He's been working hard this year. He's been banged up. He had a thousand yards last year with Houston. So it's good to see him getting the action.
1: Deceptive speed. Those are the worst ones. Where it looks like they're not moving, then you realize I got to get on my horse. That's what Carlos <laughs> yeah. Hyde did to that DB. He had to get on his horsey. And once again, for the tenth time this year, we get to get in the greatest formation of all time.
0: Here comes the Seahawk offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there knowing that one kneel down and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one.
2: It's the victory formation on Hawk Talk. Victory formation. It is the best formation in football, and I love it because we get to see it for the 10th time this year. The Jets in New York got to experience it for the first time this season, so shout out to them <laughs> for helping the Seahawks and the MC West. But it is what it is. The Seahawks came in, they took care of business, they beat a team they were supposed to beat. They've done that twice the last two weeks. Washington is way better than people give them credit for. The Seahawks knew that, came in with a great game plan, not worried about stats, and got the job done.
1: Yes, and that run game got going. This is the second week in a row they rushed for over 170. That's what we're looking for. We know Russ is going to do his thing. We know DK and Lockett are going to have their games where they just get her done. But it's nice to see the big boys up front protect and provide holes for these running backs to get
2: loose. And then you go to defense, man. They, they struggled a little bit down the stretch, but were dominant in the first half to get the Seahawks a double-digit lead. And then when the game was on the line, they did exactly what they were supposed to do, get it done. Almost three sacks in a row, end of the game. Uh, it was great to see.
1: DJ Reed did his thing. He had three passes defended, one interception. All he does is make plays. Right corner, left corner, nickel, pump return. Doesn't matter. This guy, I feel like, has found a spot on this team.
2: No question about it. DJ Reed is an absolute baller. Big ups to the pro personnel. John Schneider for bringing him in. And let's well bump. The Seahawks are in first place, setting up a division showdown against the Rams. NFC title is on the line. Pete talks about a couple things every year. Owning the NFC West. The Seahawks have a chance to finally show everybody that this is our division. Get it done. Payback is up. You know what?
1: You know what it is. The Rams are coming up north. We know it's going to be a tough one. I don't care if they lost to the Jets. They played the Hawks tough, but I think the Hawks are ready to go. Their special teams is playing good, offense, defense all around. Let's get it together and go to eleven and four. All right, that has been hot talk. I am Michael Bumpus. He is Nasser Chobe. The Hawks beat the Washington football team twenty to fifteen, setting up a showdown with the Rams. We will holler at y'all soon. Have a
0: great one. <laughs>